what inspires others to have purpose in life. Mm. What do you What do you believe about purpose? Like, how do you t tell someone who's um, a young adult or just maybe a middle aged person? Like, what? How do you find your purpose? So basically, my philosophy and purpose is everything opposite of hip hop, which teaches self self glorifying. I did it all on my own, self made, glorifies the self. And my idea is to glorify others and to make yourself less. It's the reducing of ego, just like the Buddhist philosophy teaches. But also in the same way Christianity teaches, you have to die to yourself. Yes. You can't you can't yes. really help other people if you think you have all the answers because that's arrogance and people aren't open to receiving someone who's gonna be preaching from a didactic standpoint of dictating what's right. That's not that isn't open to the human spirit. It's when you approach someone with humility and with sincerity and vulnerability, saying, I'm not perfect, I've been through a hard time. That's when they open to receive and listen. But you can't come—you can't come at it with this idea of an arrogant, self-made um, dictator, because no one likes a dictator, especially in the United States. We don't want to be told what to do. We want to be—we want to be. Um, I don't know. I think, I think in the United States, it is there's a big emphasis on self-made, and I get that, and that's beautiful. The independence is great, but I think we all thrive to be in community. We all yeah. thrive to help each other, yeah. and we actually do want to help each other. We want to help because all of us are vulnerable humans. We need people. That's what motivates and drives us to be better, yeah. is people. Yeah. It's all about people. At the end of the day, it's not about stuff. It's not about status. We're all going to die. We're all going to end up in the same place. We all have the final same destination. And a quality life lived is one living for others and not for yourself. So the, the idea of self is completely a wrong idea. And I think that's a big problem in our culture because hip-hop does perpetuate that. It's all about self. Yeah. Although I do like, I mean, you're seeing some more of like Drake and Kendrick coming out and talking about community more. And really trying to make it, you're like, I like when Drake went to the Miami University and, yeah. you know, and gave away a bunch of money and stuff. And you see that more, and of course it's a social media ploy and it's a move, but the idea of it is true, of purpose in life is to help the community, it's not to help self. And it sounds like communism, but it's not. It's the idea of a collective, we're stronger together yeah. than we are apart. Yeah. I, I really believe that yeah, one and, thing... And don't build a wall, screw that. Don't build a wall. <laughs> but I really believe that if we all took the time to meditate more, mm -hmm. that we will uh, come, come to these conclusions. That, because I I, really, I feel like if we meditate um, and go inside, you, you when you I think the brain is what uh, I think a lot of the the talking about the self and like the, the I feel like just a lot of the ego uh, yeah. causes a lot of this uh, disconnect with just our our peers, you know. And I think yeah. that when we connect, when we meditate. Um, you you sit down and it's just you, your soul, and God. You know, like it's just kind of like. Uh -huh. And that's where confidence is different from ego. Because ego is uh -huh. saying, I, do, I did it all on my own. Uh -huh. And confidence is saying, I know who I am the way God made me. Yeah. And I know how my friends view me. And I know my worth uh -huh. in my community. Uh -huh. I know how valuable I am. And that's a confidence, which is different from ego. Because ego excludes people, mm. right? And when you have an idea of a servant mentality, you're inclusive all the time. Because everywhere, that's why I enjoy working at a restaurant sometimes I enjoy oh, yeah. I enjoy um, going into senior homes I enjoy the idea of serving 
of being being of being humble in a sense because it keeps me in check. It keeps my attitude and my ego in check. And it keeps my purpose focused. Because otherwise I'll get full of myself and think I'm so great I can do it all on my own. And here look at me. I did it all by myself, which is empty because at the end of the day, who cares? Nobody. We don't want to worship ourselves and we don't want people to worship us. We want to be supported and valued in our community. Because at the end of the day, when we're sitting on our deathbed waiting for the next life, you know, to transition in, every time I've held the hands of my friends who've been dying in hospice care, they never talk about their job, they never talk about the stuff they had, even the houses they had, the places they lived. They talk about the people in their lives that matter. That's all they talk about at the end of their life, on, on their deathbed. It's people. Wow. It's always people. It's not about stuff and status. Wow. From the richest to the poorest, that's the one thing they have in common. It's always about people. That's the only thing that matters in life. It's all you take with you when you die. It's your relationships. So, you know, having the heart of a servant, I love the idea of humility being strength in her control. Or, some would say being meek. It's not weak. Meek is not weak. Meek is having that ability to self-control and through that harnessing power of discipline to help others. And then through that, you do become incredibly powerful. One thing that Eminem had going for him, you know, besides his, his brilliant rapping ability, yeah. is that the self-deprecation. You know, in his movie, Eight Mile, he tore himself down before the battle rap, so the guy couldn't really say anything about him that was negative, because he already said all the negative stuff. I come from a trailer park, I'm not high class, my, my mom's not really relevant in my life. Yeah. I'm not that great of a person. You can't tear me down anymore once you tear yourself down. Yeah. And it's wow. this quote from Fight Club, the movie, it's only when you lose everything that you're free to gain anything. And I love that idea. That Those principles drive my, my philosophy in life, because that does define purpose. Because it's not about stuff, man. And I love, I love instruments. I'm a musician. I love collecting instruments. I love playing them. But stuff has never made me happy. Never in 35 years, I have never thought. I've never thought that I was happy because of the things I have, or even the places I've traveled. I've lived in four different countries. I've traveled all over the U.S. The thing that always makes me happy is my relationships, and I am incredibly rich in friends. Incredibly. So, as someone who's not as incredibly rich in friends, who just only recently started to like have friends, mm -hmm. like. What, like, how do you develop these amazing friendships? What is it that makes them, like, makes it work? So, there's, uh, you have to initiate friendship. You can't be a friend, and you can't get friends until you start being friendly. Okay. So, in my, in my social circles, I tend to be the one that does the majority of the reaching out. You know, if we don't talk to a friend for a couple weeks, I'm the one to call and be like, hey, it's been a while, it's been a while. So you always have those in your friendship group. Someone who initiates friendship, right? Yeah. You can't gain friends until you show yourself friendly. Yeah. And you did that by inviting me on your podcast. You took the initiative to say, let's get this done. You reached out. And that's what it takes is you got you to gotta reach out and you got to be vulnerable by taking a risk. Sometimes friends, it's like dating. Sometimes yeah. you'd be like, hey, I like you a lot. You want to go grab coffee? And a girl will be like... Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, that rejection can be hard. Yeah. But guess what? If you get rejected three or four times, maybe on that fifth one, 
you meet the right girl. Well, it gets a lot easier. I mean, getting over rejection is honestly like a skill. Like, it, it's like, it, it well, it's, it's, it's knowing who you are. It's knowing yeah. your worth and value. Exactly. I think like, uh, when you get rejected, notice how you feel, because like that will tell you a lot about yourself. Because if you are, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you I've never been rejected. So. <laughs> well, I have been rejected. I'm just playing, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've been rejected. I, I have to, and I always feel really bad afterwards. But now I look back yeah. at it, you know, like it, um, it tells you a lot about what you think of yourself too. Like, it tells you like how you respect yourself, like just how you react emotionally after that situation. It's, and I tell people in relationships all the time that I've had a lot of friends who've been divorced. Being, I'm not young anymore. I'm not old yet, but I'm no, definitely you know. not young being 35. I'll be, let's put it this way. I'll be 50 in 15 years. So? It's a good thing. What I'm saying yeah. is I've lived long enough to see a lot of my friends divorced, especially yeah. musicians, just because there's such yeah. an artistic turmoil going on there. Yeah. But the thing is that if you, um, if you put your, your confidence and your security in your partner, you're always gonna be let down because humans are inevitably flawed and people always let people down. And that's why you need either, you need a, in my world, you need a savior, which is Jesus, because it's the idea of it is that we don't live for ourselves. We live for someone greater than us. And for some people, it might be a philosophy like Buddhism, of it's not about self, it's about others. But again, People in relationships, and not just not just romantic relationships, but in even friendships. If you put your confidence in the friendship and in that other person, you'll always be let down. It's only when you truly understand that you are content in yourself and that your actions and intentions are true. Because it's your motivation. Like, what motivates us to do any of this? Why do we even care? Why, why would you and I even talk about this? Exactly. To try to help other people uh -huh. if we didn't want to actually benefit benefits someone going through a similar struggle yeah. you know but that's you can't put confidence in in your friends you can't put confidence in your romantic partners without having a deep sense of self self-purpose and yeah. self-identity because it's identity yeah. that's why you get you know issues of well in England when I lived there, there there was a huge immigration issue back in 2003 because the Iraq war just started uh -huh. and there was a lot of uh, people coming from the Middle East and parts of Africa um, into England and the British young British kids there uh, the teenagers I was working with they talked to me and said we're having an issue with identity like we're we feel like because there's such a huge immigration thing they felt like their culture and identity was taken away which you kind of see that now with immigration stuff in our country which is in my mind ridiculous because we're all a melting pot in our country we're all one as a world we're all one but it comes back to identity. What tribe do you belong to? Humans want to belong to a tribe. And they For want sure. to feel purposeful. They want to feel like they matter. And, and so if you don't identify with your purpose and your place in society, yeah. then you really can't, you can't be a leader. You just can't. Because you don't know who you are. And identity is everything. Knowing where you come from, that, that, that is your confidence and where you're going. What is the separation between identity and ego? Well, because your your ego isn't. In other words, so I don't, the ego would maybe say, "I was born into a royal family, you know. I have this heritage and this right." In other words, it's yielding your rights. You don't have a right 
to have a status in society. Uh, Just because I'm a born American yeah, and I'm a, I'm a tall white guy doesn't mean that I get to be the boss in every situation and lead the, you know? Yeah. Just because oh, I don't have it. It's called wow. entitlement. Entitlement, yeah. We work at PF Chang's. We know this stuff. Yep, it's entitlement. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, when you're, and when you're serving, that's what I love is that we're all, we're all moved down to the lower class according to society, not, not in reality. In reality, we're, we're dynamic, powerful individuals going to shape are, and influence we society. Are, we, are. we know we know our worth, but to the, yeah. the surface and to the, the secular society, they might look at us and say, oh, these these young people don't really, they haven't figured it out yet. They're, they don't really have the drive and passion. They're still kind of working on it. And they, People ask me, they go, what do you want to do in life? I go, I've already been doing it for years, honey. Exactly. What do I want to do in life? I've been doing it. I'm not stopping. Don't mistake me and, ju and judge me. And prejudice comes from prejudging. That's what the word is. Prejudice is prejudging someone. Yeah, exactly. So they don't know. They don't know your ambition. They, they see you working hard to clean off tables and hustling around the restaurant. Yeah. They don't know that you're out there trying to help people who have gone through yeah. you know, deep breakups or have gone through struggles with identity yeah. and confidence. Yeah. They don't know how deep you are, man. And that's they the don't. beauty of it, yeah. is that quietly working behind the scenes until it's time to just step out in the forefront. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's been like um, a little bit hard for me. I, I think um, just um, just with the breakup and like all these issues and all this drama and stuff. And then like people, and I never realized like just some of the things that people have said to me, like some like really rude things that people have told me. Um, and I realized, wow, they don't really know the truth. Like I'm like, wow, like I can clearly see that in this moment, by what this individual has said, that they don't, like, they completely has, like, prejudged me, and they completely believe in what they are saying. I'm like, wow, like, this is, because, you know, they are- it's ignorance. Right, and then it's like- and They literally don't have the information. And, like, at that moment, I, I, I realized more and more and more that, like, like, screw what other people think, because, like, it's just like, we all have our, a brain and a different perception of it, so, like, we, we, we are deceiving ourselves when we think we can, um, we, we, when we perceive that we have control over like, I can't control what, any, what everyone's brain is thinking about me. So. You're always gonna have haters. You're always yeah. gonna have haters. People yeah. are always gonna doubt you and, and I mean, that's just, that's life. And one yeah. big issue is, you know, since you and I have been exposed to the, the Instagram and the yeah. Facebook culture, yeah. is that, that platform has taught us to crave other people's acceptance. We love seeing that heart button, you know, or your Twitter feed or whatever, yeah. or that, that thumbs up. Yeah. Because it's affirming. It's self-affirming. Okay, people like me. People like me. I matter. But in reality, it's very superficial because there's no deep relationship there. No. Right? It's nice. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Hey, I, I enjoy when I get someone, like, liking a picture of me playing for the seniors. Yeah. But is that why I do it? No. I didn't even, I didn't take pictures for eight years. I did it for eight years without anyone ever seeing the the, the sweat and the yeah. and the, the hard the hard treks and the, and the pain of like being around people dying because it was emotionally hard for many years. But this this wonderful quote talking about value real quick, I want to share. Okay. This might be this might be my favorite part of talking about in the whole podcast talking about what I do and. And yeah. the worth and time. Yeah. If I do a job in thirty minutes, yeah. because I, it's because I spent ten years learning how to do that job in thirty minutes. You owe me for the years, not for the minutes. So when I sing and play for seniors for an hour, 
I'm not being compensated for that one hour and playing 30 or 40 songs for the seniors. I'm being compensated for the years and years and years that I put in practice and work behind the scenes. And that's what I'm being paid for because that's the amount of effort in my lifetime that I put into it. That's amazing. I put 10 years of my life into it. And that's, when you, that's how people know that I'm not screwing around. I'm not doing this as a part-time hobby. This is my life's passion at work. I put one-third of my life into working and playing for seniors and troubled kids. So it's not you're not paying me for the one hour I'm there. You're paying me for the years and years and years of practice. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same thing. Like, I, I post on social media quite a lot, but I'm nowhere near the degree that you are. But, like, I all this I've learned, like, I've, oh, but you are though. But you absolutely are because you have even as much of a social media presence that I have, and that's the fun thing is you have something I don't have, which is you. You have the yeah. years ahead of you, yeah. and you already know this stuff at a young age. I yeah. wish I was as in tune now and as much of an interest of being an influencer when I was 19. Yeah. And I wasn't away because I worked at the children's home when I was 19, so I was influencing 16 young minds every day. Uh -huh. But you get this platform of being a social media, you're yeah. exposed on a much bigger platform. Exactly. And at your young age, man, you can do a ton in the next decade. This, it just blows my mind. I'm just, I'm thinking, wow, like, I'm, in my head, I'm planning to, to like, hit like a million dollars in revenue in like two years. I really believe I can do this. Like. I, I see all the structure because like I learned all this stuff at a very young age so like you know like you know how like I, dude, I, I, I learned the self-help stuff I started it since when I was like back in seventh, seventh grade you know and so it's like you know how like if a martial artist you know like they, they do like a sport at a really young age or something yeah. you know as so, so specific people like they do at a really young age it really ingrains in them so it's discipline yeah. so I so like it's ingrained in my head like just self-help like helping out like just just like changing all those lives people's lives and self-help like it's it's this is not like the general like this is very specific to you this is everyone's different everyone's unique i feel like and it's like just different things to help different people and so why would people listen to you i guess is the issue because is it because you have been through real experience and you've seen you've seen a need why or, People for people um, that need affirmation and they need direction when they're kind of going through like a bad breakup or they're in a career place where they're like, I don't know what to do. Is that what it is if you've gone through that yourself? Have you walked through those shoes? So, why do people, why would people, you know, like reach out to me for coaching or why would people listen to this? Yeah, I was you're young, saying, you're young, yeah. you don't have as much experience yeah, exactly. as people. Exactly. However, you do have one thing on your side, which is truth. Exactly. And you also have ambition. Exactly. Well, I would say, why would they listen to me? Well, because it works, and it has worked in my life, but honestly, look, like, I'm going with the flow, and if, if, if you don't feel like, if you feel like I'm a phony, if you don't want to listen to me, just don't listen, you know? I think that's one, I think it's one of your strengths, I and mean, that's what yeah. I was going to say, is you, I mean, because you're not, you're not pushing it in such an aggressive way, because no. you are open to generally helping people. Yeah. That's why I, I people love, will listen. Yeah, I love inspiring. I, I mean, I love just like you have sincerity on your side too. And I'm a Gemini, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that means that like, usually they're they're not as authentic. But like, I, I don't know. I think um I, I did, dug into my astrology chart or whatever, and I have like so I have two of like the same twin or something. So I'm like double the same person. Does that makes sense. You know, yeah. most people are like uh like you know like two, two halves. Yin and yang. Yeah, I'm like double the same person. Okay, double yang. It was double whatever, man. Awesome. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I want to talk more about just just uh, this project that you're working on with the, the, the uh, seniors and the, the juveniles. Because I didn't realize it was a two-part. Is 
it's a two-part thing, right? Yeah, because I spent five years in juvenile corrections and kids that had suicide problems and had self-abuse and cutting themselves and strangling themselves. And they were heavily abused psychologically, physically, sexually, and emotionally. Yeah. And working in therapeutic treatment with children inspired me to do music therapy because music speaks to the heart, not to the mind. Exactly. So it can speak to everyone in every culture, every age. It's my way in. Music is just the way in, though, initially. Yeah. It's not just about entertaining yeah. or distracting from what's going on in life. It's about a word we call ministering to somebody. And ministry means bringing healing to the spirit. It's the soul. It's ministering to the soul where people feel like I'm less alone in life and I'm not going to die without without meaning. Yeah. You know? Wow. It hits home spiritually. Why is music the medium? Why is like, music? Because humans have a heartbeat. Okay. And music has a beat. So even with okay. our blood pressure and the way we beat, humans are drawn to music. We have been since primitive days with drum circles because it is literally connecting with our heart pumping blood. Beats oh, per wow. minute, our hearts have a beat per minute. Every song has a beat per minute. Yeah. And that, that rhythm and that consistency we're drawn to. Children and babies love it too. It's soothing and calming. The repetition, wow. that's why rocking back and forth. Uh -huh. That's why we rock and move at concerts, right? As a baby, we rock a baby because that motion is calming. It's predictable. It's comforting to the mind and to the spirit. And music, it, it doesn't have to be, music isn't, again, it doesn't speak to the mind. So despite the lyrics, all humans love music. Nobody hates music. You might like classical and might not be as much of a fan of J. Cole, but... Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, younger kids might only gravitate to electronic stuff that would drive yeah. someone in their 50s crazy. Yeah. However, they all come from the same thing, and that's a beat. And the beat is connected to our hearts. It literally is what makes us, we're full of electricity and a heartbeat. Exactly. Humans are, we're living music. Wow. We create it. So music is kind of like movement in a way, right? Or it would you say It has to be movement because music progresses. Wow. It has to. Wow. It, moves, it literally moves you. That's why we move and tap our feet yeah. and we start moving when we hear beats. That's what dancing comes from. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a thought. It's a human visceral response to a sound and an energy that, again, moves our bodies without us even thinking about it. Wow. It's not the thought. Because it, because it bypasses the mind, yeah. that's why it's so powerful. And that's why I can have seniors with Alzheimer's that don't know where they are, don't know who they are, they're scared, alone, and afraid with this dementia. And I come in and play a song, and they remember that song from when they were a child. That stays in the back part of the brain. And then they start saying, wow, I know all these lyrics. It's familiar. It's safe. It makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel happy. And it brings them out of the rooms. It brings them out of isolation. It gets them in the community, more interested in having dinner, more interested in living. It inspires movement, which is good for people in wheelchairs, good for all seniors, good for all people. But more yeah. so, it inspires a feeling of community, of you matter, you're involved, you have purpose, you're worth something. Because I'm playing a song that you know, I'm bowing to your light, and in response, they react, right? It's saying, I know something that you appreciate in life, and I'm bringing you this gift. And they respond by smiling, singing, and I always get singers singing back. And guess what, man? Sometimes I go in and I'm singing and playing my heart out. I'm literally sweating buckets. And I, there's some singers there that just sit there and stare at me, and they're not. And it can be a number of things. It can be 
they're not feeling well, it can be they don't have the, the capacity because of dementia or because of other illnesses to respond. But even the ones that don't interact deeply, you can see in their eyes, the music's getting through. And it is, because it speaks to the spirit. They don't need to react because I can see in their eyes, they're watching me and paying attention. Because the music just seeps through the soul. You can't help it. Right now, the jazz music, we're in the background here. It's exciting me without actually thinking about it, just because it's a feeling. It's not a response and it's not a thought, it's a feeling. And that's why music touches the emotions. It's not the intellect. It bypasses wow. the intellect. Wow. It goes right to the heart. And that's what we talk about with the heart. It's your emotions, it's your feeling of well-being, yeah. and comfort and safety, yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. you know, all those things. I really believe in the heart. Um, I believe that um, the heart, well, I don't know if I believe totally, I don't necessarily believe this, but I, uh, like, I, I really uh, align with the idea that like our heart is like the master and our mind is like, um, it's like our mind for most of us is like temporary taking control. Like, um, I really saw if we tune into our hearts more, like you just listen to your heart, like focus right here. You get a warm feeling and a deep feeling. And when you do that, you make different decisions and they found that um, when you focus on the heart and then feel gratitude from within the heart or compassion or uh, care and love um, any one of those emotions like your heart will literally like send out this huge electromagnet waves like you know like think about it like your heart is emitting this energy and our heart never stops beating right like until we die right until we die right isn't that crazy that's death yeah it's just it's constant that you ever heard this the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. What does that mean? It means that all the issues yeah. in your life yeah. come from within. So exactly. it comes from your intentions. It yeah. comes from your, again, I would argue the energy you give, right? So you say, why am I not happy? Why am I, why are people, why is society and stuff and status not making me feel, and my partner not making me feel happy and satisfied? Yeah. It's not external circumstances that are making you unhappy. It's not your job and it's not where you're at. It's the internal issue. It's your heart. It's your attitude. It's your gratefulness and your focus on others. And as soon as you start living for others and not yourself, that's when you receive genuine happiness in life. Through my experience, I can only say that with confidence because I've done it. I've had that blessing of, I'm a graphic designer by trade, but I ended up working in, in therapeutic care for the last, going on 13 years. I didn't choose this, it chose me. Exactly. It absolutely Exactly, chose me. and I believe that too. Our dreams choose us. And that, when I realized that, it changed my life. Because I, I, I used to think, oh man, I, these are just thoughts in my head. But now, the, 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 I'm just starting to realize, wow, these, these thoughts and these desires aren't really put here for no reason. Like, they're here for a huge reason. This is like a guidance system, if you think about it, I Purpose, feel like. Man. Yeah, I, I really believe in the emotional guidance system in us, and which means that like it's like. But you gotta watch for oh. emotions because they'll betray you. Because well, emotions and feelings are fleeting. You know, like you can feel really bad about a situation, oh. but it doesn't last. Right. Well, uh, what I meant by that is that like, um, so this is how I operate since uh, a few years back, and it's completely changed my life. Is I, I only um, just, if I'm not sure what to do, uh, I. I Tune into my emotions, and I really believe that. Um, how do I explain this? Like you know, when you do something, you don't want to do it. Like you know, it, 
you don't want to uh, steal something from someone because you feel bad doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying like, I think we all need to do things that we want to do more. Like, I, th- I, I think that's really important. I really think that like, this being is true to yourself then and being and like having standards and guidelines and morals or having just personal conviction. Um, well, because emo- again, okay. emotions that I've learned um, and I still and I'm a very emotional person being a musician and being a romantic at heart. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. I love going on dates and you oh. know, being giving other people affirmation and love. I do. I love that and encouraging. Yeah. I'm an encourager. Yeah. I try to be. But I also know my emotions have betrayed me in the past because I have let my emotions guide me. And when when emotions are not are are not uh, held in check by by having character and standards and morals, yeah, then it can go out of hand because then you're just doing everything by yeah. feeling. And well, feelings. I, I just think that um, for most people, we are really in our brains, and when yeah. we tune into our, I'm saying like if you only if you take one advice, if you only just listen to your heart more. Just, just, just be connected to your heart, and I really believe that you will see a dramatic change in your life because it's like an inner like GPS system. I believe that if you just like stay right here in your heart, you like I said, you just you just don't make decisions the same way. You just don't see life the same way. You see it from a whole different perspective um, when you come from the heart rather than just your mind and. That doesn't. I think some people only listen to their hearts, or just are too emotional. That's a problem too. But, but I think for most of us, there's, there is like um, when we listen to our heart. For most of us, they, it creates like this really balanced, like a just really effective way of. Um, if your intentions are right, because if your heart, yeah. if your heart is, just your, out your heart will never have the wrong intentions. I believe your mind does. I really well, believe that. Like and humans, though, I, uh-huh. and, and I would argue because uh-huh. of my Christian training and upbringing that okay. humans are inherently selfish, and we want to do. I think this body is inherently yeah. selfish. Oh, of course, but right? even we're trained as, as children. You don't have to teach a kid to hit his brother if he takes a toy away. That's human nature. You don't have to train a kid to hit someone and hurt them if they take what's they go mine. That's natural human behavior. You have okay. to teach them to share. Okay. You have to, that has to be taught. All humans are selfish. All babies and toddlers are screaming, crying because they want attention. They're selfish. That's human nature because uh-huh. it's self-preservation. Uh-huh. We're trying to not die, right? As humans, that's why we cry when we're hungry as kids and babies. But again, with the behavior, you uh-huh. don't have to teach children to be mean to each other if they take the toy away. That is natural human instinct, is to hurt other people if they take what's mine. You have to teach to share, to be kind, compassionate, and to love others. That's not in human nature. It's a nice thought to think we're all loving and caring, but look at all the wars in the world right now, and all the genocide and all the horrible things that go on. Uh-huh. Humans are not instinct. It's a nice thought uh-huh. to say we're all good at, at the heart, but you work in the restaurant too. You know how many bitchy people there are there? Yeah. I mean, just... Wow. It's just people, people are inherently selfish. Wow. So this is interesting because we have a total opposite of experience with our uh, per- perception of this because yeah. am I um, on the flip side I, I feel the opposite I feel like humans um, like babies like I, I feel like we are naturally pure, born uh, pure and aligned but what happened is like we you just are need to be around children more because <laughs> they'll scream <laughs> Maybe, and yeah. yell and yeah. <laughs> um, you as well I mean I just you know, I don't know. I, maybe when you I have to have teach good kids. behavior, you know, like children, children don't naturally share and are not kind on yeah, their own. They don't have, have a conscience, right? Like they, they, don't, well, they don't understand. Yeah. Sacrificing, yielding your rights. 
You know what I mean? Yielding your rights is a big thing because it's yeah. giving a gift to someone else. It's saying I could be right, you know, and I try to do that, not argue as much, saying I know yeah. best, even if I think I do know best. Yeah. Because it's just wasted energy. Uh-huh. It's like, this person's not going to listen anyhow, so I'm not going to waste my time because they don't have an open heart to receive. But like you, you're genuinely interested, genuinely, and you genuinely want to better yourself. And so I feel like I can... I can speak to you truth that I've experienced yeah. through living it. It's yeah. not something I've read in a book. Yeah. It's something that I've seen. And even in working in traumatic care with kids, you have to teach you have to teach ch- children that have been hurt by adults yeah. to learn to trust adults again. Exactly. That's hard. This is kind of like a part, a big part of what I do. It's just yeah. like you know, like they. So I, I actually would really love to like come with you to one of these. Uh, um, what do you call this? Events or like just when you work yeah. with the juvenile and the you know yeah. elderly. So the at risk the at risk population um, that will be introduced probably later this summer. I'm actually working in Fort Myers. There's a boys and girls club. Yeah. Getting involved with because a lot wow. of kids that get in trouble have community service to do. Yeah. And you can do that community service in senior homes. And I'm providing that door. I'm providing a gateway through instruments and through music to get in senior homes. Because guess what? Everyone wants to play an instrument or do like hip hop production or whatever. That's fun yeah. to everyone. Yeah. It sounds exciting. Right. To learn that skill, it's pretty great. So, but again, it goes back to purpose because you behave differently when you have something to lose. People that have nothing to lose, they don't care about others. I think it's important, very important as a man to like have these dreams and these goals because like. Well, it's attractive to, to a partner. We I mean, we want a guy that has a purpose in life. I mean, that's, that, yeah, yeah. Been, haven't been on a lot of yeah. dates this last year. Yeah, it's one thing they love. They go, "I love that you know what you want to do in nah. life. I love that you have oh, focus shoot. and passion." <laughs> it's a huge, huge thing because, and again, this doesn't—it's not gender specific. It can go yeah. for men or women. Women, yeah. But but in general, in a relationship, I found that yeah. that women want a man who wants to leave. And that doesn't mean that you're in control and dominating, yeah. you're a team. Yeah. But when you have this idea of, I know where I'm going, I have purpose and direction, you can join me or I can partner up with you and we can work together as a team and I can help you with your purpose and direction. Yeah. But the wishy-washiness of, I don't know what I'm doing in life, just floating around, yeah. that is a huge turnoff to women of all ages. They want a strong, confident man to lead them into battle. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like when a man doesn't, or a woman doesn't, uh, well, I can only speak for, Men, because yeah, I know we you know, know we, you we know, get a lot uh, of backlash on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All the women we work with being like, yeah, these guys, yeah, yeah, they think, yeah. They don't know. I love women. Too. I, I got to but but um, I just think that <laughs> for me personally, I found that um, like I'm a different person when I have a mission and goals than when I don't. In terms of yeah. dude, I just there it is. if I don't have one, like when I was in a relationship, I I just kind of implode in a way in terms of I just like just become like I just don't do anything just watch it's TV apathy. it's apathetic it's literally being indifferent it's wow. losing your passion when and, you lose your passion and, that's yeah. apathy and it leads to like drug addictions it yeah. leads to a lot of like darker paths and cause you know you just gosh. it's a slow it's a slow cold death yeah, yeah cause, cause at that point you kind of like to die that you're just point. waiting to, I'm just waiting to die <laughs> it's like, I'm just freaking waiting to die you're not helping anyone in society you're just literally you're a drain on everyone yeah and, so it's, and that just says you should just have have some kindness in your heart you know that's what I encourage people to do if they want to feel better about themselves uh, try being kind to people yeah 
Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk, guys. Come on. <laughs> That's come the on. best way to say it. <laughs> yeah, don't be a jerk and follow your hearts. That's it. Mm-hmm. Good work. So before um, we, we stop the uh, podcast, um, yeah. I want to ask you, is there any place that people can find you or what you do or what any message that you want to share from your heart? Yeah, absolutely. So shoot. My, uh, my nonprofit is called Singing Together. And uh, there's a Facebook presence. And you can find me um, through email at John and A-N-D Ferris, F-E-R-R-I-S, at gmail.com. Link in description. So link in description. Um, I'll be all around Southwest Florida and the future all around the state of Florida uh, working to change and reform geriatric care. It's uh, not just a movement for music therapy with dementia and hospice and assisted living. It's a revolution in the way we care for our seniors and our culture and our community. So I'm excited and really happy you brought me on today. Thanks, brother.